Halloween week! In addition to all women's panties, buy one get one half off through the end of the month. Lover's Lane is also offering $20 in love bucks for every $50 you spend now through Saturday. More romance, more intimacy, more often, Lover's Lane. Today's episode is a long-awaited and definitely asked-for episode. It's all about kink and bondage, and I'm going to take you through the basics. More romance, more intimacy, more often, love as a Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Lover's Lane podcast. My name is Haley and I am a romance specialist in our stores, an intimacy expert online, and the host of the Lover's Lane podcast, which is all about love, romance, and in this episode, connecting with your partner through kink and bondage. So like I mentioned in the intro, we are doing my absolute favorite promotion in the stores. We don't do it that often, but when we do, it's a really good deal for every that you spend in the store, you actually get like $20 back in free product. And it goes through Saturday, which is Halloween, and then they're going to be redeemable all of November. So if you're shopping for early Christmas presents, or you just want to get it out of the way, or who knows, maybe you're shopping for Halloween, and then you want to come back and get some awesome fun stuff for kink or BDSM, now's your chance. Happy Halloween week. It's my favorite time of the year. And let's keep the momentum going of excitement with probably my favorite podcast episode that I have drafted so far that the podcast has been alive. And it's all about kink and it's all about bondage, which to be honest, I would say is personally my forte at Lover's Lane. Um, I do feel like I train our new hires the most on kink and bondage in our store because I'm really passionate about it and I would consider myself a lifestyler. So if it's something that you've thought about in your relationship or who you are as a person, I would like to say that you're in good hands (laughs) and I'll take you through some of the basics so that it's nothing to fear or question if someone you know is interested in kink or bondage. It's very, very common actually and it's a awesome way to play, to experience yourself and your partner. So I feel like a lot of people kind of have a little bit of a grasp of BDSM thanks to the popular books and movies Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. And while I know that a lot of people in the lifestyle don't necessarily agree with the books and movies, it is a kind of nice bridge between a vanilla sexual lifestyle and BDSM. I think that both the movies and the books do kind of a good job of not having people that are as involved in the lifestyle or know that much of it. I think it kind of helps settles their settle their mind that it's nothing to fear because I do, you know, I read all about it and I hear things because I work at the store about people that have a really closed mind of what BDSM or kink is and this craziness of them saying it's a form of abuse is just completely untrue. BDSM is actually one of the most consent 
crazed forms of sexuality that I have ever seen. So I guess, you know, I just want to address the difference between BDSM and kink because they do kind of fall in the same hand, but BDSM stands for, it's like this umbrella term for eroticism, and the BD in BDSM is going to stand for bondage and discipline. And then that middle piece, that DS, will stand for dominance and submission. And then the very last little piece there, that SM, is going to stand for sadism and masochism. And a sadist is a person who is turned on by delivering pain. So someone that does spanking doesn't have to be anything with chains or whips or anything like that, although it definitely can be. Could be as easy as a spank on the booty cheeks. And a masochist is going to be the opposite. So it's going to be a person who's turned on by receiving pain. So whoever is on the receiving end of that and is enjoying what's happening is going to be a masochist. So in a BDSM relationship, there's usually going to be either like a top or a dominant and then a bottom or a submissive to people with this power exchange. And a dominant or a top is someone that accepts control over their submissive while a submissive is doing the opposite they are saying yes take control to their dominant so bdsm implies this kind of power exchange between these people while kink doesn't kink is going to be you know a little bit more specific of exactly what your fetishes are or what you like to play with so examples of kink could be impact play so maybe using a paddle wax play you know dripping wax on your partner feet play age play cnc role play latex or leather there's a huge list that i can dive a little deeper into later my biggest concern with any type of kink or BDSM and any other lifestyler's biggest concern is consent. There needs to be two or more consenting adults into whatever scene or play that you enact. And then there's this option for consent in a BDSM relationship where it could be really detailed. There could be a lot of different things that you want to experience or you could be playing with a experienced dominant maybe that enjoys different types of play techniques. So, you know, I'll bridge these two together and I'll play a little bit of the Fifty Shades one because it is a little, you know, it's kind of true to anyone in BDSM for myself personally. When my partner and I play together in a scene, we've been together for over two years, so we know each other's limit. However, if we want to play with anybody else, we send them a list and they can pick both hard and soft limits and you could even make a list of things that are a-okay or desired during a scene or playtime. So I'll play a little bit of that here. Listen up. And the submissive. The fundamental purpose of this contract is to allow the submissive to explore her sensuality and her limits safely. The dominant and submissive agree and acknowledge that all that occurs under the terms of this contract will be consensual, confidential, and subject to the agreed limits and safety procedures set out in this contract. The submissive will agree to any sexual activity deemed fit and pleasurable by the dominant accepting those activities outlined in hard limits. 
So the really interesting thing between Christian Grey and Anastasia Steele is it's not really talked about, but his role as a dominant is like a master while hers is going to be a slave. And you can kind of tell that in that he controls her birth control and her food and her smoking and drinking. And that is where she receives her punishment by not following along to his rules as a dominant. So like Christian Grey, I said that I enjoy having written consent because there's just so many options to BDSM that I want to know what a dom has planned or what their limits are as well. It's kind of good to get a visual on something, especially for a scene where, you know, I can go to subspace. And what subspace is, is something that a submissive almost enters. It's like a euphoric state that can be physical or just in your head, but it's it's kind of compared to like a runner's high where you just like have all these endorphins in your mind and it almost makes you like not, like you're physically present, but your head isn't. I don't know how to describe it really, but submissives definitely can go into subspace and different scenes. And then you have to keep in mind too that there's also such thing as a sub drop, which is you coming out of subspace and that's where your body kind of regulates those chemicals that you had in your subspace or your little space or you know whatever you identify with and it's really common that people can feel kind of emotional or off or even just sad after a really intense scene together but don't worry because you know a little bit of just relaxing or meditation or anything that you enjoy doing for your aftercare is accepted. Aftercare is something that every dominant should have in mind before they play. If you have been talking to somebody about BDSM and they feel like they fit the role of a dominant and maybe they haven't played together you haven't played together, they haven't played with anybody else, they do need to realize that aftercare as a dominant is also part of their role. It's interesting because before a scene, the submissive is really in control over what they want done to them or how a scene is going to look. But then afterwards, after a scene, you kind of go back into that control of what a submissive needs to live you know, day-to-day life again and kind of bring you down from that euphoria. But aftercare is super interesting. So aftercare is going to be like when you're done playing and then your dominant maybe, you know, just kind of helps you relax and, you know, know that that's not, you're not, you're not playing anymore. Maybe it's a, a bath, they draw you a bath or make you dinner or just give you some alone time or, you know, stay with you. Maybe watch a movie together. It's almost like an intimacy following playtime. I feel like BDSM always kind of has this cast under this like dark shadow, but in reality, it's really erotic and very loving between two people. Even in Fifty Shades, it, you know, Christian Grey talks about the contract being a fundamental piece to allow the submissive to explore her sensuality and her limits safely. I love that, that that's included in the movie. So let's talk about different limits and what that could look like in a relationship too. Ordinarily, there's going to be soft and hard limits, but like I mentioned before, I also like to put in a contract that I'm making or that my partner's making, things that are a-okay or smiled upon or that you would like 
in your scene. So a hard limit is going to be like something you never would want to do. So let's say that you're new to BDSM and you might be interested in paddles or floggers, but you're not quite there for anal play yet or something like that, then anal play could maybe be your hard limit. And it is okay to change your limits for different scenes, for different partners, for you as an evolving sub. All of that should be completely fine. A soft limit is something that you wouldn't normally do, but you're willing to try. So let's put you in the same scenario that you are open, you want to play with BDSM and you are open to different impact play, but maybe not while being bound. That could be a soft limit, something that you could try, but you're not exactly sure how it's going to work for you. And you need to keep in mind all these different things that could be a possible limit or something that you want. It could include impact play with floggers, with, with paddles. It could be choking, it could be gags, it could be slapping, it could be different toys, it could be, I mean, there's, there are, honestly, there's too much to talk about as far as what you could possibly be aroused by in kink or BDSM. So I'm going to swing over into my kink conversation because it is really important to talk about different kinks, especially in a BDSM setting, because it helps you find what you know, top or bottom that you are potentially looking for, depending on what on what kinks you personally have. The dynamic between a top and a bottom or a dominant and a submissive is really important. And if you don't share the same fetish or kinks, then it's kind of hard to have a really awesome play session. Like for me personally, I feel like I go through a screening of discussion with other people over what they are into and luckily most people know where I work or what my sexual preference is because I am not shy whatsoever so it's just something that most people seem to know about me but I am very submissive and I could not be physically involved with somebody that is submissive. I would need somebody dominant because it's just a preference that I have and that is okay, but having that communication and that consent between other people and being able to have those conversations is a huge part of kink and BDSM. So with kink, I mean, Lover's Lane, honestly, we have a ton of different role play stuff, so that could definitely be something that includes your kink. It could be as simple as dressing up in a doctor and patient costume or a teacher and student or even a cop and a criminal. I mean, it's awesome to play with role play. There's also things like age play or pet play, but a great resource to see all the different like fetishes and kinks is fetlife.com. I don't absolutely love the site, but it's interesting just to see the community of different people openly discussing their own kinks and forms of different bondage. Shibari rope is something I'm so interested in. We have a ton of different books on it. We sell the rope. I'm trying to learn. There's a bunch of different YouTube tutorials as well. It's super, super cool. I always talk about how even a very vanilla couple could play with a blindfold because I think that that would just spice things up. How so many people are asking me in the store just something different to spice things up and they come in, they maybe want a toy, but I'm asking people maybe to try something in our bondage department. We have liberator position pillows which have different restraints on them and they definitely are better than putting a pillow underneath you for different positions. And then 
if you really love it, we have a huge line of awesome different paddles and restraints, wrist cuffs, ankle cuffs, hog ties, spreader bars. You can come in our stores and I will help you or any other romance specialist will help you, of course. But you sh- you really should, if you are thinking about playing with something in kink or BDSM, there are a ton of benefits to it. Uh, a few different studies I was reading about says that People that engage in BDSM play have an increased sex drive, there are significant reductions in stress in their daily life, and they are more extroverted people, open to new experiences, they are less sensitive to rejection, they have a higher sense of well-being, and I just thought that that study was so awesome. There's a few other key things to BDSM basics that I need to touch on before I get into talking about BDSM with your partner. And that is that the practice of BDSM should always be safe, sane, and consensual. There should be no disagreements between any of that. So being safe includes a safe word. Probably the most common safe word used is red and then the lead up to that safe word. So like let's say you're engaging in an impact play and you're almost to your limit. You would say yellow and once you reach that limit and you need something to stop, you would say red. And with saying red, everything that has been happening in this scene will stop and halt and they only care about your safety at that point. Another key, like I said, is safe scene consensual. So sane is going to mean that anything in BDSM needs to be practiced sober because you don't always make the best decisions when you're under the influence. So correct forms of BDSM is always going to be sober play. And the last is consensual, which is extremely important in any type of sexual activity, but especially something where you might physically be bound or be bounding another person that it needs to be agreed upon between all parties of people before it happens. BDSM is not as simple as you looking at a list of different things that you could potentially have done to you or do to somebody else and saying yes or no and then you act out your scene. It is constant communication. As a dominant, you should constantly ask a submissive how they're feeling, if it's too much, if they're doing okay. And as a submissive, you need to be willing to speak up if something is pushing your limits or you don't like something or you enjoy something. There's another acronym that's used in BDSM called MATHS and it stands for medical and then it stands for AOK, aftercare, triggers, hard limits, and then the S is going to be safe words, and sexual touch. So I'll go through that acronym just really quick because it is, you know, it it's essential for if you want to play in a BDSM scene. So the M for medical means like what physically can you not do in a scene? Like if you had a shoulder surgery or something, you definitely can't have your whole arms bound behind your back. Like it's going to physically hurt, like not just in that moment, but it could be damaging for you for years after that. So you're not going to consent to your hands being bound behind you if you physically cannot do it and don't feel bad about any one of your restrictions that you could have either physical or mentally. And then there's two A's. So the A-OK is a a limit that I 
enjoy including in the contract that's not really a limit. It's actually something that you do want during intercourse or playtime. So, you know, if you have a list of all the different things that you could potentially be doing in a scene, but maybe you want to play with breath play or wax play or something, and it's just like something that really turns you on, then you would put that as a-okay in a contract. And then aftercare, and I touched on this before, but aftercare is how a dominant treats a sub after a scene and what a sub needs to get out of subspace and back to feeling like themselves is aftercare. And it is just any form of emotional support that brings that person back down to reality. And then the next one is triggers. And this is really, really important too. I don't think I talked about it yet, but triggers is going to be like something that probably going to be like a hard limit because it triggers you into something that is not so pleasant that might have happened to you in your life. So you know, for example, if you have a hard limit of having a hand around your throat because of some type of abuse or something that could have happened to you previous, that is also a trigger for you. And more often than not, then the scene will just end and you need some some mental help. It's a real struggle that you overcame and you don't want to be triggered back into that space. The H for hard limits I definitely talked about. Hard limits are something that you do not want to play with or experience. And then the S is safe words and sexual touch. So I talked about safe words, but sexual touch is also an interesting component to that as well because you could enjoy spanking on maybe the lower half of your body, but not the upper half of your body or vice versa. Everyone is different. So now I feel pretty comfortable with the basics of BDSM. I'm sure there might be something that I'm forgetting, so if I am, feel free to tell me. But a question that I get in the stores a lot of the time is, you know, I want to play with handcuffs or rope or paddles or floggers or anything like that and my partner doesn't seem interested, what do I do? Well, I can't, <laughs> I can't make them want to play with any of that with you. It's going to be a conversation of maybe if they've never played with that, what would they be comfortable trying? And if you can get them to try something, even if, you know, they don't like it or it ends in the first couple seconds of a scene, that's progress and now you know. But kinks really, I mean, there's a ton of different kinks. There you could there could be maybe something that they really enjoy that they just haven't found yet. So I always suggest going on a few different sites online and maybe looking up some videos and just, you know, it doesn't even have to be like a sexual thing. You could literally just be, "Hey, this is interesting." and I'm into this. Let's watch a video on it and just tell me how you feel about it. And they might be like excited that you are excited about it and be willing to play and that's also progress. Or if you are currently single and you know that you like some form of BDSM like I was before, I can't date anybody that isn't. <laughs> so knowing that and being able to ask somebody about that before you're involved sexually is also a really good practice because if you know that vanilla sex is just not your forte, that is okay to talk about with different people. So I hope that this episode helped anybody that might be curious about BDSM or kink. I hope it didn't scare you away from it. I know that I can get a little excited about the lifestyle and I actually, I, I'm a huge encourager of those 
that haven't tried anything in BDSM, I I think that you should try it <laughs> and let me know what happens. It's the perfect time to get a little kinky because it's Halloween week, so it's a great time to put on a little roleplay outfit and surprise your partner make sure you're communicating and talking about what types of restraints that you might want to play with together and let me know how it goes. <laughs> I hope you guys all have a great Halloween and reach out to me and tell me all about your kinks, your fantasies, how you play, what your role is. I mean, just give me your story. I'm so interested to hear, especially if you liked the episode. Tell me something if I forgot something as many seasoned BDSM players know and I am still learning. My Instagram and Twitter are the same. It's at LLpodcast underscore. Or you can reach out to me personally. My email is Haley. That's H-A- L-E-Y at loverslane.com and the Loverslane podcast is also on Facebook now. So you can go ahead and look that up there. Give us a like. You can give us a review if you so choose. <laughs> and I will talk to you again next Monday at Loverslane. I know the more that you know, the better it gets. Lovers Lane, Lovers Lane, Lovers Lane. Couples that play together, stay together